0: From Cedarburg Public Library Radio. Hello everyone and welcome to Chapter a Day Kids Edition. My name is Casey and I'm the teen librarian at the Cedarburg Public Library. We have teamed up with CPL Radio to read to you a new middle school book one chapter at a time. Tune in each day to listen to a chapter or you can catch up by listening to past recordings. This month's selection is called Betty Before X, by Ilyasa Shabazz. It's about a young girl named Betty, who was raised by her aunt in Georgia until she is six. Then, she joins her mother and step family in 1940s Detroit, where she learns the hard truths about the civil rights movement. Later on in life, she marries Malcolm X, the influential African-American Muslim minister and civil rights activist. I love this story because it is all about keeping your faith during tough times and leaning on your friends and community for love and support. After each chapter, CPL Radio will play a few Motown and doo-wop songs, the music that Betty and her friends Suzetta and Phyllis listen to in the book. To listen to the latest chapter, visit our website or go to the CPL Podcast page on Spotify. Pinehurst, Georgia, 1934-1940 For Who Hath Despised the Day of Small Things? Zechariah 4.10, King James Version Prologue I was just a baby when Grandma Matilda took me away from my mother. Not quite one year old, with just a few words forming on my tongue, a few steps wobbling into a walk. I don't know this because I remember— I know this because Aunt Fanny Mae told me so. We lived in Pinehurst, Georgia, the kind of place you find when you're looking for somewhere, somewhere else, where the sun shined all day long, and at night, crickets sang song after song. The story goes, Grandma Matilda came for a visit. When she picked me up and held me in her arms, taking a good look at me like grandmas do, she found a bruise on my neck. She asked my mother, what happened to this child? And my mother said she didn't know. Grandma Matilda suspected that someone must have done something terribly wrong to me, and so she took me away. After that day, my mother moved to Detroit, and I stayed in Pinehurst with my aunt Fanny Mae, who took care of me like I was all hers, like I was a gift she had always wanted. She would tell me this story over and over, that my mother was just a baby herself when she had me. Betty, she'd say, she was too young to know what to do with you. And I think this was my Aunt Fanny Mae's way of telling me that I should not go disliking my mother, not go blaming her for leaving me, because she didn't know how to raise a baby on her own. But Aunt Fanny Mae knew what to do with me. I don't know how she got so good at loving, how she thought to tell me every day that I was her sweet brown sugar. How she knew just when to take my hand in her heart, in her palm, holding me tight like she would never let me go. My Aunt Fanny Mae knew how to make a good day even better. And on bad days, she tried her best to make me feel better. Whenever I was afraid, she knew how to make me believe everything would be just fine. And any question I had, she took her time to answer. But there was one day when she couldn't comfort me couldn't answer my questions. This was the first time my Aunt Fanny Mae looked frightened. It was the first time I saw a lynching. We were on our way home from buying groceries at the market. Aunt Fanny Mae was telling me about the cobbler she was going to make, how she was going to mix the brown sugar, cinnamon, and butter with the fruit we'd bought, and then she just stopped talking. She snatched me up real fast with one hand and held me close to her heart. The apples and peaches fell from her left hand and rolled out of the bag. I looked at Aunt Fanny Mae's face and followed her eyes. They were looking at one of the magnolia trees down the road. The tree had two bodies, a man's and a woman's, dangling from the branches like two heavy Christmas ornaments. Close your eyes, baby, she said to me. I don't know how long we stood there. But it was long enough for me to see fear in my aunt Fanny Mae's eyes and feel that fear in my heart. My aunt was frozen and silent, and the only sound I could hear was her deep breathing in, in, out, in, out. But I couldn't look away. I loved that tree. Just the day before, my friends and I climbed it. We stretched our hands out as far as the tips of our fingers could go, touching the wind trying to reach heaven. And now, Negro bodies were swaying from it, side to side, side to side. Close your eyes, buddy, Aunt Fanny Mae said again. She put me down, and we turned around. We'll walk the long way home. She moved fast, pulling me along, because my stride was shorter than hers, and I could barely keep up. She squeezed my hand, never letting me go. We left the fruit and the bodies behind the whole way to our house. I wondered which would rot faster. When we got home, we were quiet through supper, and when, bed- when bedtime came, Aunt Fanny May kissed me and said, Don't you ever forget how much Aunt Fanny May loves you, Betty. But even with all of her love, I still had many questions. I asked Aunt Manny Fay, Fanny May, who killed that man and woman? She said she didn't know. I asked Aunt Fanny Mae, why do Negro people die that way? She said she didn't know. Aunt Fanny Mae must have known I had more questions that she couldn't answer, because that's when she told me, baby, some things we just have to take to the Lord. We have to pray for this world and ask God to help us. You know, God is always there to listen, baby. We can take all of our burdens and questions to him. You hear me? So after each day settled into the black sky, my questions rose like the moon, hovering over me all night till I fell asleep. Most nights I asked the same questions over and over. What did I do to make my mama leave me? What can I do to make her love me? I lived with my Aunt Fanny Mae until I was six, and when I turned seven, that's when my Aunt Fanny Mae died. In just one day, I learned how love can disappear in an instant. Like if how you blink, you can miss the setting sun. In one day, my Aunt Fanny Mae went to heaven, and I moved to Detroit. Chapter A Day Kids Edition can be heard Monday through Friday at this time on CPL Radio.